The goal isn't to avoid imposter syndrome completely. You can't avoid it unless you're willing to stay in your comfort bubble for the rest of your life. Instead, what the goal is, is to learn how to squash imposter syndrome when it does arise. Have the strategies up your sleeve to rise up above this illusion and to move forwards regardless. Hello and welcome to episode number 99 of the Aligned to Performance podcast, the podcast helping you to create a life of high performance that is aligned to your heart's purpose so that you can thrive at the highest level possible, be fulfilled till your last day and leave an impact on this world. My name is Trang, your host for the show, and man, I can't believe it's episode 99 already. <laughs> Just one more episode till the big 100, and I've already got plans what I'm going to share in that episode. It's going to be big. It's going to be epic. So make sure that you bookmark or leave a reminder to tune in early next week for the 100th episode. I've got a lot that I want to share and I've got a lot that I want to thank you for to get to where I am now. But before then, let's talk imposter syndrome and specifically how I squash my imposter syndrome. You may have seen over the weekend, I ran Power Your Potential, The Immersion, which is a one-day event, full day, 11 hours long, within a four-week course that I run for an intimate group of women so that they can discover their potential and take their career and life to the next league. So I ran this immersion and I put up some pictures on social media and it was clear that it was a phenomenal day. Like I finished the immersion, I drove home and I was exploding with fulfillment and pride. Like the messages that I got from the women, you know, saying that they cried on the way home and they they would never be the same again. Their lives were going to go down a completely new path now. And you know, one woman said that she felt like she had front row tickets to a TED talk. And it was just so incredible. The results that I'm having with clients lately has just take, been taken to a whole new dimension. And I'm so grateful to be able to do what I do. And what happens is I, I share this and I've had many conversations with, with women recently who've said to me, Trang, you're, you're so confident and you're so inspirational. I, I wish I could be like you more. But I just have all these fears and I just don't see myself ever being able to achieve my dreams. And what I want to share is, yeah, I am in a place now where I have deep rooted belief in what I do and who I am. And I show up with that energy every single day. But it hasn't always been like that. Of course not. Let me take you back just seven years to 2015. That was the year that I ran my very first workshop. I was a personal trainer at the time. So I was running this one and a half hour workshop on how to fix back pain. I was running it at the personal training studio. And I remember the workshop was due to start at 2 p.m. 
And at two p- and at two p.m., no one was there. I-, I was standing facing an empty room. And then over the next few minutes, two people came in. And then my mum and my dad came because they were there to support me. So other than my mum and dad, there were only two other people who were paying attendees. And at the time, tickets were $15. <laughs> and then one of those people fell asleep. It was humiliating. Oh my gosh. I was like, I never want to do that again. Oh, this just this just isn't meant for me. I'm just not meant to be running workshops. I'm not meant to be a speaker. Who am I to achieve these big dreams that I have? You know, I, I did have these visions of me becoming the best at what I do. And I wanted to become a speaker and talk in front of hundreds, maybe thousands of people. Oh, and, but this just showed this wasn't it. You know, I'm just not good at speaking. I'm not meant to do this. I had worked so hard and and this is what comes out of it. It's just not meant for me. I was so close to giving up, so close, but there was still a part of me, a tiny little part that had a bit of hope. And over time, I worked to grow that part of me until it became my dominant belief system and my dominant mode of operation. This wasn't linear. Like there were times where I would be full of empowerment And then other times where I would be overwhelmed with fear and just wanting to settle for something comfortable so I could save myself all the suffering and pain of having my my hopes crushed. And now, let me share with you how I did this. First of all, I had to realize and convince myself that this one workshop that I had deemed as a failure and deemed as an extremely humiliating event, it was just one moment in time for me. It was just one tiny experience out of many other experiences and it did not define my worth nor my potential for decades to come. I could not let that define me. Even though at the time it felt like it was everything. It just felt like, oh my God, this is all I'm ever capable of. The reality is it wasn't. Of course not. There were so many other instances where I had proven myself worthy and proven myself capable of achieving big things. Even as a few examples, looking over my past, I became relatively good at piano simply through practicing every single day for almost a decade. I had achieved very high levels of academic success in school and at uni so that I could get into my physiotherapy degree and then graduate as a physiotherapist. They're just a couple of examples of ways that I could achieve incredible things when I push my mind to it and when I applied myself to that craft for extended periods of time I had to remind myself of this but that took work because humans have this thing called negativity bias where they have the habit of using attending to and learning from negative information more than positive information 
So even though I had this whole pile of reasons why I could, and like just a trickle of a few reasons why I couldn't, I would naturally focus on the reasons why I couldn't. I would naturally focus on the feedback or the evidence of my failures and my setbacks. And that's what crowded out all the positive things, all of the all of the evidence that showed me that I was worthy. It crowded out naturally. And that's what happens with negativity bias. All humans experience it. It is a psychological bias. So the first thing you've got to do is to become aware of this negativity bias and rise up above that by consciously and intentionally looking at all of the reasons why you can, all of the evidence of your capabilities and keep focusing on that because whatever you focus on expands. And when you expand that in your reality, you will start to develop more self-belief. And you will start to forget and you'll start to crowd out the negative biases. Because for most of you high achieving individuals listening to this, it's going to be a very small fraction. The evidence that you can't versus the evidence that you can. And what that looks like is regularly giving myself self-acknowledgement. So sitting down and reflecting on why I was proud of myself. And sometimes I would go as far as sitting down with a journal, an A4 journal, and writing down a whole page's worth of reasons why I was proud of myself, of evidence for my worth, ways I've proved myself wrong, ways I've achieved things that I previously never thought I could do. And sometimes that's really hard. Like If you're not used to doing this, If you are someone who has the habit of only recognizing all of the negative feedback rather than the positive ones, then you're not going to have an eye for picking out all those positive pieces of evidence. You're not going to have the habit of doing that. So you need to train yourself to do it. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. So that's the first thing I had to do. I just had to keep focusing on all the reasons why I could. And then what I also did that was a game changer for me is I started to bring more people who have done the thing that I want to achieve into my circle. You've heard of the saying, you are the average of the top five people that you spend the most time with. What that means is the top five people who you surround yourself with whether it's in real life, whether it's people who you were constantly consuming on social media or the news, you become the average of those five people. So if you're hanging out with people who are currently at your level of professional achievement, then that's going to be what you perceive as normal. And achieving the next level of professional success is going to seem like a big stretch because you don't have that many people in your world who have done that. But what I started to do was I started to bring more people into my top five who are walking examples of what's possible. And they have achieved the exact same things that I dream of achieving. And what makes it even better is they are people who have started exactly where I was. 
or maybe with even more disadvantages from where I was. Because then that subconsciously sent me the message that if they could do it, then why can't I? If they could do it, then I could do it too. And it started to rewire what I believed was possible. And it started to rewire what I thought of myself and my own possible future. So not only that, that, not only did I start to spend more time with people who have achieved what I want to achieve, but I started to hang out with people, right? I started to bring people into my top five who had full faith in me. So the main people I'm thinking of are my mentors and my, my partner, James, and friends who had full faith in me. I wasn't hanging out with people who would just subtly make digs at how hard I was working and where I wanted to go. I would limit my exposure to people who had negative belief systems and really cynical perspectives on how bad luck this world is and how you know rich people are all selfish and have all been manipulative to get to where they are now or or the thought process that you know like it's just so hard to get places <laughs> like those type of people those people who just drain you of energy and optimism I started to really limit my exposure to those people. And you bet that was tough because I had to go through radical change in who I spent time with. I have lost many friends over the years. And it's not because, oh, I'm too cool to hang out with you. It's just because I'm sorry, but you're not serving me and you're just taking so much from me. I think we're not on the same path. We are not aligned to go down this journey together. Like you go down your path and I'll go down mine. Still full respect to you and everything, but this just isn't something that we're going to do together. So I had to do that. I had to really change who I spent time with and really bring mentors into my corner who were like to me, Trang, of course you can achieve that. What do you mean you don't think you can? You'll do it and it'll be easy. You, you wait and see. And there's just something about someone else who's achieved that thing who has that much faith in you and says that to you because subconsciously you start to take that on as well and you start to take actions that lead you to achieve that. And then what I also started to do was I started to make the vision of my dream achievement so real and so big in my mind that it's all I saw every single day. And it was a thing that was driving me to wake up and to go and get it every single day. So for me back then, my entire vision, my dream was to be completely self-employed, to have time flexibility, to have location flexibility, to be running not just two hour workshops, but one day events multiple day events. I'd seen my mentor do that. I had attended five-day retreats and I was in awe of the facilitators and and the, the coaches who were running those events. And I saw myself one day standing on stage in front of thousands of people. 
So I visualized that and I made it so compelling. I made it so real that that's what I lived and breathed. There was no other alternative. There was no plan B. That was it. And I was going to show up every single day to achieve that. And when I started to visualize this and make it so, make it like so big in, in my mind, it my energy shifted. And I was no longer just, I hope I can make that work one day. I hope that I can get there. Oh, that's just so leaky and it's just so weak. I, I didn't want to just hope that I could achieve that. I wanted to wake up and say with full conviction, I know I will get there one day. Oh, I know that that's going to be my reality in five years. And the only way that you can have that much trust and that much knowing is to see it, to trick your brain into believing that this is already going to happen. This is real. It's not just a a dream. It's not just a wish. It's real. And then to complement that that vision, I took action. After like a whole year of getting over my shame of having just like two people at my first workshop, I showed up and I ran my second workshop. My second workshop, I think tickets were like $200. I think uh, I think there was like seven people who came and it was better. I felt more confident. I didn't feel as sick with anxiety And I was starting to get some momentum. I was starting to get some more belief and some more excitement of, okay, this is actually going to work. This is is happening. And then I just kept rinsing and repeating and doing that again and again, combining all of those strategies, like continuing to bring people who believed in me and people who had walked that path before me into my corner continuing to visualize my dreams, continuing to take action until I am here today. (laughs) Like I've now been running my business full time for uh, a couple of years. (laughs) And yeah, I'm running like one day immersions, three day summits. Like I'm working with my dream clients. My soul is just so full and bursting with fulfillment and pride and love for what I do and yeah I'm living my dream life I really am but that's not to say that I don't still get imposter syndrome sometimes (laughs) like I'm looking to get to the next level again and again and again and each time I look at what the next dimension of growth involves then yeah it scares me because it's new to me. And that's the thing. There's always going to be more layers of newness and there's going to be more layers of fear. And that's why it's not about avoiding imposter syndrome completely. Like you can't, you can't avoid it completely unless you're willing to stay in a bubble of comfort for the rest of your life. But what it's about is learning how to squash imposter syndrome when it arises. And having the tools to rise up above this illusion so that you can move forwards regardless. So that's it. Those are a few different ways that I have squashed my imposter syndrome. First, by recognizing the negativity bias and biasing my self-perception. 
then surrounding myself with people who believed in me and have achieved the success that I desire, visualizing my dreams and taking action relentlessly. Those have been incredible to be able to squash my imposter syndrome and to continue to show up to achieve my dreams. Now, if you are listening to this and you have a dream yourself, whether it is you want to rise up to the next level in your career, whether you want the courage to change careers, to go your own way, to become a freelancer or start your own business, if you want to achieve big dreams, but you you just don't see how it can happen, you're, you're full of doubt and fears, then I invite you to join my masterclass next week on the secrets to squash imposter syndrome. In that masterclass, I'm going to share with you the exact systems that I have used for myself and for clients to not only get more confident, but to develop deep rooted belief to own themselves, to own all that they do so that they could achieve the results that they have to develop new businesses, double, triple, their income, write a book, launch a podcast, things like that, that so many people sit on. It goes deeper into what I've shared in this episode. So different strategies I haven't shared yet, as well as I will walk you through the specific visualization process that I have talked about in this episode. This visualization is game changing. So if you want to have me teach you the exact method and to take you through the visualization, then you don't want to miss out on this masterclass. This masterclass is next Thursday night, 7 p.m. AEDT. So that's Melbourne time for two hours. What I'm going to do is I'll put the link to join and to register in the podcast description. Um, If you're interested, then get around it because there's only a few spots left and it's first been first in best dressed. I keep the the masterclasses really intimate so there's a maximum of eight spots only. So yeah, if you want in, you know what to do. All right. Thank you for joining me for this episode. I trust that you will use this and you will rise up to claim your power and your place in this world because if you don't, I encourage you to ask you this. How dare I dim my own light when the world needs me so much? If you don't do it for you, do it for the world because the world needs you at your best. All right, team. Have a wonderful rest of your day and your week and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.